Welcome to the Let's Go There podcast. I'm your host, Jen Mackey. This show is all about discovering the world one episode at a time. The travel landscape has changed massively this past year. Things are not as they used to be. My goal is to show you new and even renewed destinations you may never have considered before and do a deep dive into what is possible for your one-of-a-kind getaway. So as travel comes back and you feel safe to embark on your next adventure, you can confidently say, let's go there. All right. Well, welcome to another edition of the Let's Go There podcast. Today, we are welcoming Caitlin from Visit Lauderdale. And Visit Lauderdale is essentially the, the tourism authority or tourism board for Fort Lauderdale. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Jen. My pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about tourism to Florida, but most uh, importantly, more specifically, to Fort Lauderdale. In my opinion, and of course, opinions, you know, everybody's got one. I think Florida did a great job um, with regards to how they how they handled um, the the pandemic, Um, maybe not in all cases, but let's be honest you guys don't have as many businesses that are shuttered or closed. Um, In fact, on a recent trip, um, we laid over in in Fort Lauderdale and actually missed our connection. So it it was a blessing in disguise because we got to get another day out of vacation and we thoroughly enjoyed that extra 24 hours that we had in in Fort Lauderdale to really experience the town and I really saw a stark difference of Florida versus uh, other parts of the U.S. that I had been traveling to. You guys never really shut down. Can you can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's what I've said from the beginning is that we really were were kind of set up for success from the beginning, though, just because who we are naturally, right? We are a naturally outdoor destination. Um, we are a destination that you know already had all of these businesses and restaurants with outdoor dining and and things like that. So all of those kind of CDC recommendations and things like that, that they wanted to see businesses doing, we already had. So we didn't have to kind of reinvent the wheel as much. So I feel like that, you know, we were already, you know, a step ahead of so many other places. Um, So, so I think that helped us a lot in, in our, kind of reopening and our success. And, and you're correct. We, we were probably one of the first destinations to reopen per se back in, in May. I don't even know. I don't remember. It feels like so long ago now, but the exact dates, but, but we were definitely one of the ones right off the bat to, to be welcoming back tourism. And uh, I think it's because of what I just mentioned for sure. And, and I think that's been a huge part of who we are. You know, we're naturally, outdoor, on the water, at the beach, you know, outdoor dining, on the boats and um, in the parks and out in the Everglades, all those kind of things, you know, we could do no matter what's going on, except for probably the H word that we were talking about (laughs) before (laughs) some of the bad weather occurrences. But during the pandemic, yeah, we were, we, we were set up for success, I believe. Absolutely. You know, my uncle always told me that a hurricane is nothing more than a lot of wind and rain. It's true. It is. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so speaking of, of, you know, weather, what would you say is the best time to visit Fort Lauderdale? 
You know, I was thinking that just yesterday as I was taking my kind of nightly walk, it was so beautiful out. And I was like, gosh, it is just gorgeous right now. And and I remember last year, actually, right in April, kind of during that shutdown time, and we were talking amongst, you know, all of our colleagues. We're like, oh, it's so gorgeous out right now and nobody can come. And so I think my preferred time is really November, March, April, and May. Those are kind of the four months of the year. Now, granted, we have, I think, we tout over 300 days of sunshine a year or 3,000 hours of sunshine and all those great fun statistics. But um, but my preferred time would probably be November, March, April, May. Um, but that's me. I'd like a little bit warm. You know, I like my sunshine and my my tropical kind of weather. And you're going to feel that right now. It's definitely in the in the 80s right now. Beautiful sunshine, not too much rain. You know, we do get a little bit more um, tropical thunderstorms in the afternoon, starting in June, July, that kind of time. But um, but right now, it is just perfect weather. And you know, you can't have a beautiful tropical destination without rain. And I think that's something that a lot of people uh, maybe don't understand is, you know, they book their vacation. So of course they're obsessed with what is the weather going to be like uh, while I'm there. And they pull up the 10 day weather forecast and they see rain every single day in the forecast, not knowing that it's not a Seattle rain. It's not an all day cold, you know, gray rain. It's just a passing tropical shower that probably is no more than 10 minutes long, uh, maybe multiples uh, throughout the day, but it's nothing because the sun comes out, the clouds come, the rain falls, the sun comes back out again. And that's why everything is so lush and green and beautiful. And, you know, honestly, those are great moments in the day that you can just slip into a hammock and take a little siesta. Absolutely. You got that right. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about Fort Lauderdale itself. Obviously, the destination is very easy to get to. Um, you guys have got a great airport right there. Um, it's small. It's convenient. Um, I always think of planes, trains, and automobiles because, um, I mean, obviously without the trains, but I have a great photo that I took one year uh, inside the terminal and I have cruise ships and I have uh, airplanes all together in the same photo. It was just uh, really a, a fun definition of, you know, we can go and do anything in Fort Lauderdale. Um, we also have Miami, which isn't too far away, but you know, why do the drive when you have the, the convenience of the Fort Lauderdale airport right there? Once we arrive into Fort Lauderdale, what are some, what are some fun things to do in the, in the area? Yeah, absolutely. I think one, I think you just really hit it right there. Um, one of our key selling points is accessibility and a sense of ease, right? So um, we're kind of naming ourselves the heart of South Florida. And a lot of that is because we are right smack in the middle of amazing places like Miami and like West Palm. And of course, all of our 31 municipalities that we have that's called Greater Fort Lauderdale, you know, but all of that is so easy to get to when you fly into you know, FLL and um, of course the port is so close, but that's definitely one of our, like I said, our key selling points is everything is so easy to access, so close, you know, per se, you know, you can be fishing out in the Atlantic Ocean um, and then hop in the car and about 20 minutes later, you can be fishing in the Everglades. So, um, so that accessibility is a huge factor. And 
I think that leads into one of our our things, fun things to do. We have a lot of those outdoor activities I had mentioned previously, but fishing is is huge here. Um, you know, like I said, you can go out bass fishing out in the Everglades, or you can go out into deep sea fishing tours, renting a yacht, going out there. Um, very popular right now, the yachting industry uh, is huge. Sailboating, you know, through our intercoastal waterways, that's always a great way to, to explore and, and view all the beautiful mansions or maybe take a tour by the manatees. Um, but being outdoors is definitely, you know, top thing to do and involving the water. So maybe it's going out on a cruise in tiki. Have, did you see those yet? We've got these floating kind of tiki bars that they created into boats uh, for about six people. Um, so if you're more than six people, you can, uh, they have a couple of them and they kind of tie them up near, you know, next to each other um, okay. when you stop. But the Cruise and Tiki's is a great way to go out and explore the waterways as well. Really fun, like a true vacation vibe. Um, it's, it's a great company. Of course, the water taxi is always popular for somebody that's in town for a short amount of time um, and wants to, you know, see the most that they can in a short amount of time or uh, use it to hop on and hop off and explore different bars and restaurants and different areas. Uh, they, you know, have a stop down in Hollywood Beach, and then you can go all the way up to Pompano Beach. So you can stop in the Fort Lauderdale area. Um, but lots of lots of fun things to do on the water for sure. Yeah, you know, the last time I was in Fort Lauderdale, I found my new favorite craft beer, the Funky Buddha. Have you ever had yes. Funky Buddha? I have, but you know what? That's we love it. They, they definitely started kind of that craft beer scene in Greater Fort Lauderdale for sure, and they have expanded. Um, and it's did you go to the actual brewery there, or I did you? No. Okay, so they have a great brewery um, where they started, and it's just maybe about mm, twelve minutes from the airport area. Um, just kind of twelve minutes north of the downtown Fort Lauderdale area, but they have a really great brewery they do tours of um of the brewing process and then they have a restaurant area it's a really fun place to go um but we have a whole ale trail actually so we have over 40 different breweries and things like that that's really going on um and we just partnered with another brewery called Gulfstream brewery and we created our own beer for the destination it's called everyone under the sun and it. it's at Gulfstream Brewery. So we literally just did this. Um, I went last week to try it out and it's really good, of course. Um, and no, but for real, it's good. <laughs> and um, they're going to be, you know, expanding it. We're going to be offering it at different events and things like that and, and more to come on that, but it's super fun. So tell us what the beer tastes like. Is it more of a rattler, um, a, a shandy? Tell us what, if you can even describe beer, it's such a weird thing to describe. I would say it's a lighter beer and it has um, like some bananas and tropical flavors. I'm okay. Here. Yeah, it's, it's fun. There's definitely tastes and flavors and you know, kind of encompasses who we are as a destination, which is, you know, everyone under the sun and, and that whole theme. Um, but it reminds of, it reminds of a summer um, and the aromas, like I said, the banana, vanilla, some citrus, things like that. Kind of reminded me of like a blue moon 
style, you know, with that citrus probably. All right. We're going to take a quick break and thank our sponsors. In my debut book, Couples That Travel Won't Unravel, I reveal why travel is a secret ingredient to a long, healthy, happy relationship. Bringing over a decade of experience as a travel agent, I give it to you straight with sensible tips, hilarious recollections, and valuable insights. Part memoir and part how-to, Couples That Travel was written for the couple that lives for adventure, cultural exploration, rest and relaxation, and the deep connection that only comes when we leave our comfort zones to explore all the world has to offer. From elopements, destination weddings and honeymoons, to anniversary adventures, discover how travel can strengthen your relationship and keep the spark alive. A perfect gift for the newlywed and not so newlyweds alike. This book should be on every coffee table to get inspiration for your next vacation. Download a free sample on our website at mydivinevacation.com forward slash book or pick up your copy on Amazon today. And we're back. Now, you know, with the pause in tourism, um, and, and I mean, that's all relative, right? Not so much so for Florida. However, um, you guys have really included some newer uh, resorts, um, like the the Margaritaville, for example. Um, yes. That place is popping. I cannot seem to find availability anywhere at any time for for my clients who request it, or even if I want to try to recommend it. So, um, tell us about some of the newer, um, you know, accommodations. Obviously, mm-hmm. Airbnbs and hostels aren't for everybody, and and certainly. Um, most of our listeners aren't looking for that. They're looking for more of the resort experience, the beach yes. fronts, the ease, convenience. Talk to us about what are what's new in Fort Lauderdale. Absolutely. I think, you know, Margaritaville for sure. They opened, I think they're not going on five years now. I think they just had their fifth year anniversary in November. So maybe going on six years. Um, but they are certainly one of the top beach resorts in the destination. And What I like to say about them as well is that a lot of people ask us, do you have any all-inclusive resorts in the destination? And we do not. In Greater Fort Lauderdale, really, I think there's only one in Florida, a little bit um, north of us. But this is going to be the closest you're going to get, right? It's, you know, they have seven food and beverage outlets. They have three different pools. They have a huge spa. And they have a great location um, right on the Broadwalk in Hollywood Beach. So there's so much to do right there. You don't really need a rental car. You don't really uh, need to plan other activities around because everything is, is right there. There's so much to do. They have a flow rider. They have a kids club, a teens club. So, you know, when they're fully open, it like there's so much to do right there. Um, so that's definitely a top resort. And then moving up, you know, new things. The Conrad is fairly new. They opened about two years ago now. Um, it's so hard because of COVID with the time lapse. I'm like, is it two? Is it three? Is it one? But anyways, it fairly recent and one of the newer resorts right on Fort Lauderdale Beach. And what's great about this one, it's definitely a luxury category, um, but it's an all suite property. So when you're going to, you know, when you reserve there, you're going to have kitchenettes and very high luxury style um, amenities there. Uh, so that's a great option. Uh, another one I would like to mention is Lago Mar. Lago Mar is not new, but sometimes it's new to people because they've never heard of it because it's not a brand, right? So it's not a Hilton or 
um, a Marriott or Hyatt or something like that. But it is right on the beach and it's in Fort Lauderdale Beach. They have a private beach and it looks like you're in the Caribbean, white sands, beautiful. Um, and it's got that kind of old resort feel where it's like legacy resort. And um, the rooms are a little bit more spacious. Um, they've got tennis courts and you know they've got lots of activities for families and things like that. Um, so I, I like to recommend that as well for families and, and resort right on the beach. Um, Plunge is another fun one. Um, now Plunge is up in Lauderdale by the sea. And this is not, I wouldn't say it's a resort, it's a beachfront hotel. Um, and they have a lot of great, they have the pool, of course, and they have, you know, chairs available on the beach and they have a restaurant right, you know, on front of the beach there. Um, so they've got a lot of those great amenities, but it's not necessarily that all encompassing resorts feel when you walk in, it's more of a hotel, um, but they've got a great location. They were just recently um, renovated and well, this brand came on and, and totally redid all of the rooms and everything. So it's, it's a fun, fun location, fun beach hotel for sure. Okay. Um, so are there any special festivals that we should know about? Well, we just had our air show and that's uh, usually the first or second week in May every year. We have the Blue Angels flying on by and uh, it's a great weekend to be in the area. <clears throat> All of those beach resorts have fabulous views of, um, of the air show. We have um, the boat show. So we have our international boat show every fall. It's usually at the end of October that, you know, the dates change a little bit, you know, a weekend or so, but usually right around the end of October. And it's a huge boat show, really fun um, to go out and see all those beautiful yachts, gigantic yachts. And I think it's, it's got some crazy numbers of billions of dollars of economic impact because people actually come and buy all these beautiful yachts, just go and look at them. But, um, but it's a great, a great weekend to be in the destination for sure. Uh, we also just had the food festival, the South Beach Food Festival, which is you know a big part of South Florida here. And we have a lot of those events that come up into the greater Fort Lauderdale area. There was one in Hallandale and Hollywood, Fort Lauderdale. So there's a lot of pop-up events that that occur. Um, and then you know, music-wise, we've got Tortuga, we've got that is usually in April, and I think because of COVID, it's gonna happen in November this year, and then they'll probably go back to their um, their dates in the spring. Uh, so a lot of music and food and things like that, for sure, those are, you know, ongoing. And we have all of the, you know, art festivals on Las Olas and things like that that happen about every six weeks. They're all listed on our website on sunny.org if you go under events. Okay, sounds great. And you said that was sunny.org? Yes. Yep. Perfect. Pretty easy to remember. Sunny.org. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, Florida seems to be a destination that a lot of people, um, they, they just naturally um, are gravitated towards Florida because of the fact that it's easy to get to, whether you're driving or flying. Um, you don't have to worry about needing a passport, knowing a different language, having different currency. Um, however, you know, what I see in my industry is that a lot of um, 
college kids like to go to Florida as well, whether it be for spring break or activities like that. Um, what would you say to the parents that are listening today? Um, is Florida a safe destination for their children to be going off with could potentially be their, their first trip away um, on vacation without mom and dad? Wow, that's a loaded question. Um, it is because there's so much to talk about with spring break. And, you know, I think that, uh, what's that movie called? It gave us a really bad reputation, that movie's from the from the 80s, where the boys at, where the boys are. Anyways, yes, I, Fort Lauderdale is, um, is a great safe place for all. And um, I think it's, like I said, we're the heart of South Florida. And I think that when you compare other destinations and, and being safe and whatnot, I think it's absolutely safe. You know, there's, it, you've got all the conveniences of a modern city and destination, um, but, you know, we're top ranked for medical tourism, which I think is a, a funny angle there. Um, not funny, but I think it's an interesting angle to look at as a parent, right? Because especially with a pandemic, when you're looking at this and we have all of the great clinics and hospitals right here, we've got Cleveland Clinic, Broward Health, um, all of these huge hospital communities where people come from all over the world for the best treatments. So, you know, when you're thinking about sending your, your kids somewhere and, and how the system is set up, for police and for safety and for hospitals, we have all of that. Um, plus we have all of that tropical vibes and, and great restaurants and, and great hotels and, and beaches and things like that. So um, so it's a, definitely a safe place to send your college kids. <laughs> but I appreciate you answering that question. I did sort of set you up unintentionally because after <laughs> I asked that question, I thought to myself, well, my daughter went to uh, Fort Lauderdale this summer, or this spring break. And, uh, you know, her her telling me that that's where she wanted to go. I gotta be honest, my first thought was like, oh, why do we have to go there? Why can't you go to, you know, XYZ or ABC? Um, because I was thinking of all of these um, opportunities perhaps uh, of potentially bad things happening. Obviously going to a different town, uh, being out and about with strangers, taking public transportation, all these in hindsight, ridiculous um, fears because she called and said, mom, this is the greatest place ever. She said, now I understand why you love the travel industry so much. She says, mom, to have the sun on my face, to see the palm trees when I get up early and go for a run and all the other like-minded people that are out running you know, with me at the same time. And we went to the beach and, you know, we took the public uh, transportation. I think she said they took a trolley. Does that sound right? Yes. Yeah. yeah they, they took the trolley and she said, we just went up and down and stopped and, and did whatever we wanted whenever. And she said, mom, it was the greatest experience ever. And, uh, you know, now, now of course she wants to move to Florida. So I can understand how, <laughs> how that happened. Um, but, you know, such a great experience. And then fast forward, you know, two, three weeks later, sadly, Florida's gotten that bad rap again because, you know, not everybody is as excited about this new, you know, opportunity to go away for a weekend or a week. And, and they, they totally, you know, take advantage of it and give it a bad name. Like right now, for example, um, I've just been joking about it, but, um, 
you know, we're three days into it now, and I'm pretty convinced that we've got Nicki Minaj and Cardi B that are renting the Airbnb across the way because the way that they go on at all hours of the day and night, with their loud music, their you know, <laughs> the, the booze, the talk, the, everything that's happening over there, it's like, wow, this is only a small rental. You know, imagine how that would be magnified by a whole entire city of this going on. But, you know, she said that... Um, you know, the, the way that the, the cops were present everywhere. And she said, and it wasn't in a mean, um, you know, a mean way or a menacing way. She said they were very helpful. They were very kind. Um, but yeah, it got to the point where, hey, curfew is curfew. It is what it is. And, you know, follow the rules or else. And she said, you know, it was no big deal for, for them to be, you know, up up in you know their room, whatever. She said, we had a balcony. We got to overlook the whole thing, uh, looking over Main Street exactly. at, at midnight. But um, yeah, she said it was it was just a great trip. She had a great time, felt very safe, um, You know, got to explore some new things. They did a lot of tours. They did the Everglades. Um, okay. you know, they, they, they did a lot of um, you know, extra things. Of course, you know, for her, she was expecting 85 degrees in sun every day. They probably got 75. Um, so, oh. you know, it was a little bit cooler, but she came to visit me in Puerto Rico as well. And, and we saw the same thing. The temperatures dropped a good 10 degrees. So she brought that Minnesota weather with her. <laughs> it's just interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So 75 in Florida can be a little chilly. I know that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it truly is. I mean, if it, has, if it gets down to 70, I'm definitely looking for, um, I'm looking for my, my sweatshirt and possibly where's my next move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, so, well, Caitlin, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to share with our listeners a little bit more about Fort Lauderdale. And uh, certainly your borders are open. They have been. I don't know that you really ever shut down, but uh, it's so great to know that you've got a destination that is naturally uh, outdoors. You've got so much, whether it be out at sea, out at land, and uh, really, as you say, something for everyone under the sun. So thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much, Jen. Take care. If you've been inspired to begin planning your next divine destination, we'd love to help. I invite you to book a 15-minute discovery call at www.bookacallwithjen.com where you can share your vacation dreams and we can bring them to life. So all you have to do is pack your bags. Visit us online at bookacallwithjen.com. Like what you heard today? I'd love it if you would rate and review our podcast. In a hurry? Hit the subscribe button and never miss another episode. Join us next time when we discover another vacation destination that'll have you saying, let's go there.